The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad Afternoons, it's Jalen Nye, CBG checking in as well this afternoon. You were away for a couple of days, you had a good visit with your with your pops? I did, it was American Thanksgiving and uh, it was about the best sports weekend that <laughs> someone of my specific uh, proclivities could have ever imagined. It was it was wonderful, I got to show my dad the city, uh, got up to some fun things, a little on the cooler side, so hung inside mostly, uh. but uh, it was really nice to see him and have some uh, stuffing and turkey and pie and all that stuff. Almost, and it was really good. Almost all of your football teams won. Yes, and the Patriots <laughs> lost. I'm sorry, Patriots fans that live amongst us in Shedville, but it was the cherry on top last night. We'll have to talk to Escott about that. Yes, later. well, and you know, Dave Campbell is a big Patriots fan uh, as well, so didn't say much to him. I just went in and smiled and turned around and walked out. So, <laughs> no, I haven't talked to him at all today. He did wish me a happy Thanksgiving yep. over Twitter, and then it went awfully quiet after that. Yeah. So, no, Ohio State beat Michigan. Uh, my dad and I were, we basically had the entire run of the place to ourselves. Mm. One of the bars uh, over there at 104th. Okay. Uh, because it was just past 11 in the morning. So at the oh. end of the first quarter, we were able to go in there and they had like a couple of projectors and like multiple screens and things and nobody was in there. Uh. So just a normal guy, myself, wearing a big Ohio State jersey and hat <laughs> and all that and people pounding on the table and you know, on, yeah. every every single place. So it, it was wonderful. Oh, um, I'm glad. I'm glad and you enjoyed it. I understand the uh, the studio didn't burn to the ground either while I was away. No, so that's very no. good. All good. All good. We, we kept it together, which is, it was pretty good. Want to let you know, uh, Chadville, that tomorrow we're taking the show on the road. We will be heading to uh, 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous, the, uh, the, um, the workshop there at uh, the Jerry Forbes Center. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. We'll be bringing you news of the day, but of course we will be b- putting a focus on uh, on Santa's and you know what's needed, the people involved, and and you'll hear some really great stories uh, as well. So show on the road tomorrow. We'll be there. Uh, you can always drop by and uh, drop off some packages, uh, some presents, some some goodies there for the kids if you'd like. Nine, boys nine to twelve still being a big uh, area where they're where they're having troubles with. There's going to be some opportunities as well for us to do some Facebook Live stuff later in the show. So probably in the news wheel format, uh, if you're not able to come by, uh, check us out on Facebook Live. We'll be putting some fun stuff up. I think they want us to wrap some gifts or it it, it said in in brackets, play games. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing on the air because we need microphones and they're not exactly mobile, but uh, it'll be fun. And let you know as well that uh, the uh, 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous auction on air auction gets underway on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Chelsea and Shay will be auctioning off a great prize package. Uh, Ryan is auctioning off a great po- prize package. I have two to uh, give away. One involves uh, a trip to Jasper for uh, a spirits um, a spirits event. And, and by spirits, I mean like beer and wine. <laughs> Not the other spirits. Not the scary spirits. Not the scary the spirits. spirits. No. And uh, also a really great dinner for 10 people which will be held at the Italian Center. It'll be done by two well-known chefs who are coming in to town for it. So we auction uh, that one off between 3 and 4 on uh, on Thursday. So looking forward to that. Always uh, always a good time. Um, there was a couple stories that we wanted to get to and one of them was just, you know, just a bizarre one. Just a bizarre one. When you talk about something backfiring so badly, there's a story um, out of it's a story out of uh, Van Buren, Maine, and a, and a fellow there had 
a 65-year-old man by the name of Ronald Sear. Um, he called police reporting that he'd been shot. Yeah. So the uh, police showed up, you know, the uh, hustled right over there. He had been shot by a booby trap he had set up in his own home. Yeah, it was set to go off whenever anybody opened the door. Like, and what? I hate to laugh at this sort of thing, especially because there's he a fatality. Died? But yeah, yeah, I, I, I need to know more about this because we've all seen. I will tell you more. Most of us have seen the end of Breaking Bad, right? When, uh, <laughs> you know, spoilers. I'll give you two seconds here to cover your ears if you're not aware how that ends. But uh. there's a really groovy-looking contraption that sets off a couple of other things, and it's like a mousetrap okay. system, where, which leads to the end of a a big gun that ends up going off. So. It's a pretty elaborate setup that I think you'd need to go, and obviously this one has uh, pretty terrible consequences. So apparently his front door was outfitted with a device designed to fire a handgun should anyone attempt to enter the door. Um, the investigation determined that uh, this fellow was shot as a result of the unintentional discharge of one, his, one of his homemade devices. And then... The investigation continues, so can you imagine that? There's one at the front door. So you got to wonder for the police, uh, how many others might be around? And there were more. One sounds like enough, right? But if you create one of these on your own, there's bound to be more. Uh, there were more, and um, the Marine, uh, the main state uh, police uh, bomb squad had to be called in. Um, the guy, he actually was, he was the one that was able to call 911, but he was rushed to hospital and he died. Uh, but that is... Uh, and apparently he was a really great guy, really great neighbor. He was out helping people all the time and shoveling and that sort of stuff. So I'm not sure why you why you would set up a gun to go off if someone came to the door. Could have been a secret life he was having. Could have just been incredibly paranoid of things. Who knows? Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get answers for this sort of thing. But it's one of these it's one of these stories that you look and you can't not read on, right? The title, Man Killed by Own Gun Booby Trap at Main Home. You're like, I need to know more about this. Have you ever set up something or you know, had something um, backfire on you so so magnificent magnificent magnificently? And it doesn't have to. It could be it, it could be um, you know, maybe you were trying to prank someone and it backfired on you. Maybe you were going to propose to someone and it backfired awfully. Anything like that come to mind? I was setting up some mouse traps once at my family farm and I thought that I was faster than any mouse and uh -huh. that I would be able to prove mm. to my family members when my dad said, don't you put your hand in there, uh. that, you know, I know best and I can do this. So I can think about that. Um, in terms of your ultimate backfires, I haven't really taken any chances like that or anything. I haven't proposed to anybody. I haven't planned any of these elaborate scavenger hunts ever. Could you, cause could you imagine like putting a scavenger hunt together and then say your significant other doesn't see one of the clues or is unable mm. to finish uh -huh. one of the clues and is just outside for like five hours? I haven't planned anything like that. Coach um, can help you with that. Okay. <laughs> okay, I have his number. Um, but no, I, I haven't ever tried anything like this. I think that the ultimate backfires that I've experienced mm. have been uh, in driving behavior, people behind me. Mm. Like maybe um, one time when I was driving to university in, in BC, someone was a little bit way too close behind me, and I was still going like 105. Yeah. And they decided to peel out, and they ended up just hitting somebody. Uh, okay. Pulled over to the side of the road, but like your ultimate backfires in terms of instant karma. 
I wouldn't say that I've ever tried to create a, a big device or anything like that. Well, I'm not yeah. setting up a gun at my front door. No, or, and, and, or multiple throughout your house yeah. uh, so that the bomb squad has to be called <laughs> into your property in rural Maine. Yeah. I always feel bad for the guys or gals, whoever it is, doing the proposing, and, and they'll do it. Do you remember the one? It was at a baseball game. I think it was at a baseball game or a hockey game, and he's proposing, and she just, like, throws a drink on him and walks away. Do you remember that? It was all on videotape. Oh, my. Yeah, I remember, or you I remember see, or one, they just say no. Yeah, and then I remember one where someone said no, and then she walked away, and the guy was just flabbergasted on the field. He had his arms out, like just outstretched, like what? And everybody was booing her when she left and cheering him. See, here's the thing: when it comes to something like a proposal, I'm I would think for most people that you've had that conversation that hey do you want to get married you talk about getting married you talk about the potential of being married you talk about that so that you have a pretty good idea that the girl or the guy is going to say yes i will marry you when they ask because to get a no i'm thinking how does that happen how does that happen? How are you in a relationship for whatever? You go to propose thinking that you're both on the same page and, and then the other person says no. Maybe some people are just spontaneous. Maybe someone wasn't planning on proposing that day and they said, hey, I have Red Sox tickets. She loves the Red Sox. Let's do it tonight. And mm. you're jumping the gun by, you know, a year and a half. Say you've only been together for two years and she doesn't feel it's quite right. Some people love uh, surprises. But if you're not on the same page, absolutely. I can't imagine myself doing anything like that. Everybody needs to be on the same page. Uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'm just thinking that you know whether or not the person wants to marry you or not, don't you? <laughs> don't you? Provided you speak the same language and that you right? talk regularly, I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> that you might have even talked about a ring or moving in together, whatever it is. I would just think that that, yeah. And I feel bad for, for those people that get the nose. I feel yeah. bad, but again, it's like you you should do your research. Yeah, there's also a, a, a part of the the person's personality where they would feel the need to propose in public as well. And I wouldn't do that at, at a sporting event, even if... You wouldn't propose in public? I don't think so. No, no that, that's something for us. We, it's, a, it's a private moment. Yeah, you, you can share it on social media all you want afterwards, mm-hmm. but... Um, whether or not you're thinking that, hey, it's a little bit dicey, we've been going through some tough times, or like, I'm moving away or something like that, will you marry me? And th- the public pressure might sort of add a little bit onto mm. it. Like, you can't say no, you can't say no, but that's not my personality at all. And I think that would really take away from the moment between two people that love each other a lot. One of the ones that always gets me is when someone proposes at somebody else's like engagement party or at somebody else's wedding. I've heard of that happening, and I'm like, this day is not about you. You're back to straight. Like, you know not to do that. Literally any other day. (laughs) Any other day, (laughs) guy. Any other day. But people do it. People have done it. I think that's very selfish. That's incredibly selfish. It is. And, hey, I've been proposed to a couple, well, a few times. (laughs) Said yes twice. I haven't to yet. (laughs) You haven't done it yet. I'm waiting on it. Okay, it's 3.50 on 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Okay, 3.55. This text came in and said my brother proposed to his uh, then-girlfriend at my wedding. She said yes, but they never did get married. 
Okay. And we were talking about this um, this uh, marriage proposal that went really sideways. It was at a basketball game, as we found out, the Houston Rockets. Um, and uh, it was center court. They stopped everything at center court. There was play-by-play, everything. This happened back in 2010. And uh, so it went a little bit over the allotted time, I think. And so the play-by-play announcers just ended up having a little bit of fun with it. Proposal going on at midcourt right now, Jerry. I really can't imagine uh, doing that. You know, that's that's under pressure, isn't it? Well, whatever you did work because you're still married. How many yeah. years? Forty years. Forty years. So yeah. I think people ought to be asking you well, how to do it. Well, I tell you, if I'd have did it that way, I wouldn't have got you to probably need me while I'm down there. But uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm just waiting once for the for the gal to say no. Okay. And, yeah. You know, you know that would be. Because uh, she has to say yes there. She may say no as soon as they walk off the court. Oh, I think she's saying I can't do it right now. Said I, I really do like you a lot, but uh, let's just be friends. Uh, look at this. Wow. Well, how do you like that? Well, I, you know, I was just joking when I said that. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> boy. But, uh, but, uh, Young man, uh, probably probably get over it in uh, 10, 12 years or so. Get over it in about 10 or 12 years, yeah. Anybody listening to this as well, as soon as you get home from your drive, Google Clutch, the Houston Rockets mascot, and it's making that incredibly uh, insensitive big smiley face behind them with his uh, hands outstretched like what what and she ends up sprinting off the court because uh, she can't handle the booze oh my goodness and this one hey jay i have an ex that had cheated on me and i was weak and was feeling sorry for him and was actually trying to work out the relationship that is until i quickly realized i was being manipulated he would make people feel sorry for him to get what he wanted if he could have if he could have proposed at a hockey game or any sports event i would have certainly said no and that would have given the sympathy he wanted from the crowd so it makes me wonder about the story you mentioned today and if the whole plan was attention through sympathy hmm. interesting thought there i know what he looks like mm. i know what she looks like it's edmonton in 2019 so that's a theory we'll take a break here for the four o'clock news um a, a man um shot himself on the front steps of the legislature this afternoon eileen bell has the details coming up